you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Tuesday, December 19th, and you are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest. He's wearing Vans today, and so am I. Oh, I feel like I'm in the brotherhood. Uh, Former number one overall pick, Super Bowl champion, brother of an NFL star, a former NFL star himself. His name is David Carr. David Carr, welcome back to the pod. Appreciate it. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy, and on today's show, well... Let's talk Cowboys, David. Oh, let's. Um, not a difficult thing for you to do because you know that your father uh, is going to be oh, listening to yes. this, um, pretending to love the Saints, but really only really loving the Cowboys. He loves your brother, yeah, uh, no, but he, does. he loves the Cowboys. Cowboys and let's talk question. about the Cowboys. That Cowboy team that we saw is not the Cowboy team that we've been seeing for the last seven, eight weeks. We're on to Miami. On to Miami. Put this one behind you. Problem is you're on to Miami, and then you got Detroit coming in who just steamrolled Denver last night. That's not going to be pretty. If you want to be good, you're going to have to beat some good teams. Those of you out there, listener, who love the Cowboys, I feel for you. I really do. And this is there's nothing snide about this. As a Washington fan, you've had more happy days than I have. But over the last 27 years, you've been saddled with this narrative, a narrative that nobody wants to be saddled with, that you're, that you're overhyped, that you're overrated, that you're just not elite, that there are too many holes, too many distractions, too many problems, and you're just not as good as everybody thinks you are. Hell, man, nobody wants to be saddled <laughs> with that narrative, and that's no. precisely what we've been saying about the Cowboys for 27 years. And yes, you could argue that, well, they've given you reasons to say that with their play on the field, and that may be true, but let's look at what is a very bizarre season so far, David Carr, for the Dallas Cowboys, because on paper and on the screen, on so many days, this team looks to me like one of the best two or three teams in the entire mm-hmm. National Football League. And then on other days, they seem mediocre. Yeah. It's a strange shift as a viewer. It must be a, a maddening shift as a player to be on a team like that, as a former player and an analyst. If you could tell me what may account for the disconnect between great Dallas Cowboys MVP Dak Prescott and mediocre Dallas Cowboys can't beat a good team, can't win on the road. Uh, what's the disconnect? I think I think the main thing that I see with Dallas is you know I, I'm not singling like one person out, but it's it's maturity. It's uh it's a physical like it's a grown manness. Is that even a term? It is now because I totally hear what you're putting. You know, I, I'm and picking I think up what you're putting that's, down. And that's what that's what shows itself on the road. Yes, and that's really a thing that is. And it's hard to find that, you know, as a GM um, and to build that as a team unless you know what you're looking for and if you specifically are after that thing. And, you know, I just I keep referencing my time with the Giants because we had that. We had, like, the defensive line. Those guys were grown men, adults, and understood the task and understood their job. Like, when I watched the Cowboys get ran on the way that Buffalo ran the football on yeah. them, I'm like, that's not it, man. Like, that's that is just a... 
that's a shell of a team. Like that's something that looks good from the outside. They can have moments of bliss and, and can get after you. But like when it comes down to it, this is what San Francisco has exposed, you know, with them over the last couple of years is just the grit and they, they lack that. And that, that comes from a belief that you're good enough and that if we rally together as a unit, that we can get things done. When I see Dallas, I see Micah on defense and a couple other spots of guys that are kind of just well, stars, right? They have stars on their helmets for a reason. I think that's what you see. You don't see a lot of cohesiveness. You see them kind of infighting when the big runs go, like Micah, he was clearly upset. But there's a lot of finger pointing after plays where it's not as much a let's rally together. You don't see a one guy on the sideline bringing the defense together and saying, let's get through this somehow. Like that doesn't really happen. You know, they kind of just rely on Dan Quinn to put them in advantageous situations schematically. But when it comes to like just one on one fights, like they don't win them, you know, and they don't win them consistently. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, even though they have played much better in the last month, I look at them as a, as a team. First of all, like Buffalo's scheme, I knew this was going to be an issue because Buffalo likes to play a lot of shell coverage, the two safety, kind of keep everything inside, force everything to the middle. And Dak and invites you to run the ball. And, and make you run the football, right? And so it's, it's a good thing at times as an offense, but then it also, like, I always would get nervous about it. Indy would do that to us a lot. Tony Dungy was brilliant at Tampa, too. Like, that's what he played. I mean, we played them one game. They, that's all they played. Right, the entire game. And so it's like, yeah, let's run it because it's a good look. And so you run it and you get a couple good runs, but then you look up and you're down 10 and you're like, dang, okay. And, and Buffalo was cooking on offense. So it's like they're beating your defense up. They're scoring. You have a couple nice runs, not big explosive plays, and you find yourself down. It's like, well, we, we got to keep running it because they keep playing the two shell. And it's like this tangled web that you've weaved now because you're stuck in this moment where, yes, the right play is to run the football with Tony Pollard, but we have to be able to create some explosiveness here. So Buffalo is great. If they can play in that mold, that's why I think that Buffalo is a terribly dangerous team right now because if they can play that way, they can be a lot of teams. So it's a bad matchup for Dallas. I think Dallas is still a good football team, um, but I think that, that when you get stuck in that little rut of running into good, you know, good looks and then you're just not making the, the chunks that you want, and then you're, when they would play action, you know, people are kind of on to Brandon Cooks down the field. All right, even if we play single high and you're going to play action us, we're going to make sure we're on top of it. We're going to make sure the safety leans that way. And we'll just take our chances with CD not really being, you know, being the guy. They sat on him a lot on the outside. A lot of these comebacks, these 15-yard throws to the outside that we've seen Dak hit, the seams that we've seen Dak hit, and where they really explode as an offense is when they can really attack you up the seams vertically, and he can throw those nice little layups to the outside, which aren't layups. They're actually really difficult throws to make, but he makes them look routine. And they sat on those a couple times. Buffalo made some nice plays on the defensive side. So I think it was a bad matchup for Dallas, you know, but there it, it reveals some things. Well, that that's they, just it. That I was about to press you on this. They got to clean up, man. You actually encourage coaches to that are struggling to go rip off your opponent. Go see oh, what X, X team did on Sunday because that's going to be perfect Absolutely. for you uh, this week. Do it all the time. Everybody uh, does it. But to the reverse of that, of course, is the Cowboys continue to put out tape that invites defensive coordinators to really lock in and hone in on how to beat them. Yeah, no, and that's not true. the right kind of film that uh, to be floating out there. They're putting out blueprints every other week, it seems, on how to stop us, how to uh, prevent us from, from getting in a flow, how to beat us. That, this, is, this is not good memory. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, Mike McCarthy, like for a while we were roasting him. We were like, oh, he's not good enough. He's it's too basic. And then like for about a month, he stole some stuff from San Francisco and they had some nice concepts with Brandon Cooks and I showed him on TA a couple times. 
Brandon Cooks running back across the field off play actions that looked like they were going to the right, but then boom, he'd come back across the field. But he's kind of tapped out now, and he's kind of run out of those gadgets, and people have figured him out because now, and this thing goes in four-week cycles, They opponents look at your last four weeks, they've seen what he has, they're like, all right, we'll prepare for that. Do you have anything new? Like, I go back to this Mike McDaniel statement all the time. He's like, if we're doing the same things we've always done, eventually going to clamp us. Like, eventually they're going to figure it out. And so Mike's got to keep reinventing himself because – you know, the physical aspect, you guys, you guys can't just line up and pound it like that. Like they used to be able to do a Zeke, like that's not this team anymore. So they're going to have to be, they're going to have to be on the cutting edge creatively. And I just don't think that Mike's got that in him at this point to do that. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. And Buffalo is really good. Like I think Buffalo is going to eventually, we'll see at the end of this, at, at the end of this year, but Buffalo is going to be right there till the end if they can figure out a way to get in this tournament. But I, I also think that that revealed some things about Dallas that are still there, unfortunately. Like, the physicality is a thing on defense, and that's, you know, those guys being grown men and making plays and coming together and not pointing fingers, that's huge, and you cannot be, you know, understated. And then on the offensive side, it's going to come down to being creative because anybody, you know, like these top coordinators, like if you get into that game where they're playing the two-shell, yes. Okay, you go to the NFL book of calling offensive plays – run weak side, you know, run two back power to the right. Like, okay, there's, yeah, that's the right play, right? I'm using air quotes. But you know what? To really move the ball, like, you got to figure out a way to be explosive when they're playing the shell coverage. But isn't what you just described, and it does sound maddening, believe me, I can imagine <laughs> that it gets very, very difficult as a human being in those kind of conditions. You're suddenly getting toward the middle and the end of the second quarter, and like you said, you're down 10. Yeah. And you're moving the ball okay, yeah. nothing chunky, That's right. um, but you're down 10, and yep. suddenly you feel like you better stop running the ball and start to create more <laughs> explosive exactly plays. But yep. doesn't a moment like that require patience and belief to say we don't have to be ahead on the scoreboard by halftime we don't yeah. have to be ahead on the scoreboard by the end of the third quarter as long as we are you know getting seven points for every three of theirs we're going to be fine mm -hmm. at the end of this uh, it must be hard to show discipline in the face oh, of a challenge hard. like that it's incredibly difficult because you, you as, an, as, as a competitor you're in there and you're in the third quarter and you're down 10 or whatever it is and you're trying to figure out a way to be explosive and that's that's what Tony Dungy used to always bank on that uh, They'll force it. They'll try to make a play, right? They'll try to do something outside of what we're giving them, right? And they'll turn the ball over. Or they'll do something to kind of let us just take over this football game. And that's, that's brilliant. So Sean McDermott, that's exactly what he wanted to do. He executed his game plan perfectly. Unfortunately, like for Dallas, like that's kind of why I go to Mike McCarthy. It's really on him because, yes, the right play is to run it and to continue to do exactly what you're, you're saying. We should take the play that's there and methodically move the football down the field. But Dak is there. He's like, well, I want to make something happen. Schematically, you can do things to create big plays in that shell coverage, right? You can do things across the middle, but you got to be a little bit, you got to be a little bit creative. You got to be a little bit ahead of the curve. So that's going to be the real question for Dallas. Like, are they able to do that? Because all the guys they're going to face, especially in the NFC, they're all able to do that. They're all able to kind of push the envelope offensively. You don't ever hear us say, oh, Kyle Shanahan faced cover two today. They didn't know what to do. No, it's like, we'll, we'll run the ball for 300 yards. We'll throw it to Debo. We'll find holes in the secondary. Like, I don't care what coverage you're playing. We have ways to attack it. So I think that's where... That's really where the rubber meets the road for Dallas. If you look at the current NFC playoff picture, the Dallas Cowboys are the two 
seed, the second overall seed in the NFC behind only the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles are the fifth seed, the wild card team with the best record. If the Eagles went out against Giants, Cardinals, Giants, which you could make the argument they are likely to do, they will then reassume the two seed or the one seed, depending on what happens with the 49ers. And the Cowboys, the team we're talking about right now, would end up occupying very likely the five seed. If that's the case, then they would very likely find themselves playing the winner of the NFC South, which could be any of three teams or three teams currently. Your brother Saints, the Falcons, who have a slightly more outside chance at doing it, and of course the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are currently the NFC South division leader. And if they went out, they're in the playoffs. Your brother's team can say the same. If the Saints went out, they win the division, and they're in the playoffs. If the Falcons went out, they still need other things to happen. They have like a 72% Mm -hmm. chance of making the playoffs and winning the division if they went out. All that said, a road game against any one of those teams, certainly a Saints team capable of doing exactly what you are saying can beat the Cowboys, and a Bucks team that is proving to us week in and week out lately that they may be capable of the same. This becomes a difficult thing for the Dallas Cowboys. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with David Carr. We are talking about the enigma, uh, the joyful, and then sometimes bewildering Dallas Cowboys for this 2023 campaign. What's wrong with them and what's next? Well, we're going to get to that after the break stay right here nfl total access the podcast coming right back you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Thank you for listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with David Carr, and today we are talking about the Dallas Cowboys. What's wrong with them? Well, a few things. They're a very different team on the road, and they're a very different team in tougher games than they are at home and in games where they are ahead early. So, David, you and Mike Robb both this season have kind of branded this team, and they're not alone. Dolphins are a little bit like this themselves as a team that needs to be playing a game a certain way the game script needs to go their way for them to be successful if you force them to play from behind they really do struggle Mm -hmm. but I want to circle back on something you said in the first half of tonight's show which is this grown manness Mm -hmm. as a player how does that manifest itself are you talking specifically about being responsible for every snap every moment on the field or does it extend to a certain grown manness and a certain type of leadership when you are on the road in these difficult days at the end of a regular season playing difficult teams who are desperate themselves in games you have to win this grown manness i love it please uh, go a little deeper on it that. just goes it goes right back into the locker room and it doesn't leave the locker room like that's that's where it has to be a really tight bond between you know, all 11 guys that are on the field at any one time. So I think that when I reference that, I think about, you know, why were 
you know, my giant defensive uh, team successful. They because they they had a responsibility to each other to do. It's back to Belichick's old saying, "Do your job," but it's it's it really comes down to that because when you have a team loaded with individuals, they're all going to try to make the play, and when it starts going a little bit sideways, more guys are going to try and make the play, and I think that when you do that, that's when you end up ruining the day. And I think the more teams can understand that it's about my individual responsibility. Yes, it's about the boring things about my hat placement on outside zone, making sure I keep leverage to force it back to my buddy, trusting that he's going to make the play when I force the ball back to him, rallying to the football, 11 hats on the football. Like it's, it, it really is not that difficult to say and to try to teach people. It's really hard to do. It's really difficult as guys that are constantly attacked about, oh, you guys can't finish here, you guys aren't good enough to do this, the default is to say, I'm Micah Parsons, I'm going to make the play. Yes. Now you're out of position. Yes. And we see it all. I see it so much. I sit on the couch and I watch games with my other brother, Darren, who is a defensive coach at heart. He coaches the Bakersfield Christian High School Eagles. And all he does is watches, he watches superstars constantly jump out of position especially when the games are getting to a point where they're going to they're going to slip away. And sometimes these guys make the play, but more often than not you'll see superstar guys jump inside when they have outside contain. And now what's what's the diagnosis there that this was ego getting in the way of process that they felt like I'm it's the it's trust. on me. I have yes. to do something and As if it, I don't do something we're screwed instead of trusting the 11 man process. That's exactly right. It's the ultimate team game as Tom Coughlin would always say like it, it it takes everybody. It takes Corey Webster, who's playing corner, right, all the way down to Justin Tuck and OC, right? Those guys on the back end are as important as the guys on the front end, and we all have to cohesively do our job, and you have to buy in, right? And that's like inside of our Super Bowl ring says all in, team, right? Three words. That's what it says. And like, you did that on the road. You did that as every a game. wild card team. You did that employing the very kind of like, you know, metal and strength and fortitude and, you know, desire and intention and camaraderie and teamwork yeah. that we are, that you are calling out as a concern for the current 2023 Dallas Cowboys. Man, they are good when it's going their They're way. Good. And they are increasingly frustrating and frustrated when things are not going their way. There is no quick fix, but bullet point number one going into the final three weeks of the season for Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott and Dan Quinn is what? You have to get guys to buy in as a unit. And I know Dan and, and Mike, they're good coaches, but I think that there has to be a, a less of a focus because outside for the Cowboys, unfortunately, they're always going to be individuals, right? They're always going to be Dak. And it's going to be Micah. It's going to be Deron Bland breaks the individual record. It's going to be all this, right? Yeah, it's going to be CD. It's going to be Gilmore. It's, never, it's going to be It's never guys. about the group, right? right? And I think that that is... It's going to be Mike. It's going to be Jerry. Yeah. I mean, if you look around it's the franchise... All individuals. And it's not meant to be an indictment. They're, they're better no, at branding than anybody exactly. in the world. But when in it's CD, we're in 88. Yes. Like, it's, only, it's him, yes, right? He's, yes. the, he's the receiver. It's Interesting. Like, I think that that is, that is really where they miss it. And, and I think that it's... It has to be inside the building because outside, there's nothing they can do about it. It's the best branded franchise in the world, probably. And But inside, you can do something about it. Inside, you can say, hey, guess what? This is who we are in here. And this is who we have to be to be able to achieve something that we haven't achieved in 27 years, like you said earlier. So I think that if we want to get that done, it has to be different than what we've always done. So. I've told you this before. Uh, I think I probably inspire an eye roll or two when I say this, but I, I could pass a lie detector right now. I really want the Cowboys to do well. I do, too. I want them 
My dad Along does. With a few other teams, including the Bills, who you mentioned a couple times in this conversation. I want these teams to change their narrative. You just I want, want them to these have teams the best to, yes. chance. I want them to right? have the best chance. Exactly. So I want them to be the best team that they are this season. That's right. And the best team that the Cowboys are this season, and we've seen it many times, is a formidable opponent. Oh, they're great. A thoroughly enjoyable team to watch they're on talented. both sides of the ball. Uh, a joyful team and one hell of a spectacle. In order to do that, however, translation for Dave from David Carr for this Dallas Cowboys team as you enter the final three weeks of your regular season and hopefully a nice long playoff run. The key to star power in Dallas, less star, more power. Amen. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I want to thank today's special guest, David Carr. David, thank you so much for being Thanks, here. Thanks, Drew. I always love it. And I want to invite the listener to join us tomorrow morning when David Carr, number eight, will be back in the hot seat talking about what in the hell is wrong with the Chiefs and the Eagles. They played each other in a spectacular Super Bowl 57. They are playing against each other from within this season, it seems. Trouble in KC, trouble in Philly. David Carr has the answer. That's tomorrow. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.